Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Be the gatekeeper. You will not get to Cersei Lannister without going through him. I guess I'm calling myself Cersei Lannister. I mean, she is ruling right now. She ain't going to be ruling at the end of this joint. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. This Game of Thrones is coming down the stretch. Penultimate episode coming up on Sunday. Ah, I forgot the lead. I am blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. Hope you recognize that you are as well. My DMs wide open at Zone to have that conversation with you if you would like to speak about it further. Kevin Durant is done for at least this round of the postseason, and it's interesting because they're calling it a mild right calf strain that happened against the Rockets in the second half last night, late in the third quarter. Everybody thought this thing was a torn Achilles, and now they're like, it's definitely not a torn Achilles it's just a right calf strain, but he's not going to be able to play for the remainder of the series against the Rockets should it go seven. Now, Golden State has a chance to close it out tomorrow night. If they can't do that, game seven back at Oracle. Remember when LeBron, it, what, he didn't get hurt nearly as bad as you thought he got hurt, right? He wasn't going to be out for very long. Then he ended up missing about six weeks. Don't be surprised if that's what we're about to see with Kevin Durant. If they get into the next round and all of a sudden he's still day to day, but he doesn't end up playing. Maybe he will. I'm real happy that it does seem like it's not a torn Achilles because that would have been awful for him. Would have been terrible for free agency and for the NBA as a whole to have lost Kevin Durant. But one thing that I'm sitting here watching last night after this happens that boggles my mind is that Kevin Durant went out and everybody immediately says, and even Reggie Miller on the broadcast last night said, where are they going to get their offense from? Excuse me. You've got Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson in the backcourt. The Splash Brothers. They're called the Splash Brothers because they shoot threes from about 900 feet, and it looks like they're going into just open water pools because they do nothing but splash. They're the best backcourt we've ever seen offensively in the history of the NBA. Remember, they won championships before Kevin Durant got there. They have become so reliant on Kevin Durant that people are now, what what are they going to do without Kevin Durant? Well, first off, Kevin Durant was playing 45 minutes per contest in this series. Could have been playing even more than that. He got banged up, but the same thing that you started to see with Golden State when they weren't playing particularly well in this series and during the regular season is what you saw when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. And that was a lot of dudes standing around twiddling their thumbs, watching the best player in the world, seeing what he's going to do. And Oklahoma City had two of those guys. They had Russell Westbrook, who has that Kobe gene where he's just going to keep the basketball to the detriment of his team if he has to. And then there was Kevin Durant. And a lot of times... It used to be dribble, 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 dribble. Four seconds left in the shot clock. Durant takes one from 31. It clangs off the rim, or maybe it goes in, and that's the Thunder's offense. And then you wonder why Thabo Cephalosha and a lot of the guys that could have been in the mix 
were never in rhythm and couldn't make shots. Ibaka would go many stretches where he couldn't do anything. And there's a reason why James Harden was more effective in those games, and it was because he was the leader of the second unit. Remember when the Spurs put Manu Ginobili, when he took himself out of the starting lineup, even though he would have been a starter for just about anybody. But instead, he became sort of the catalyst, the fulcrum for the second unit for Greg Popovich. And he let Tony Parker and Tim Duncan kind of toe the load, and then he would come in. This is the way the NBA works, and you should know this if you've watched the league long enough. The Stars start the game, right? And they play almost the entire first quarter. A lot of times they'll take them out for the final minute of the first quarter. They'll get that rest plus the commercial, and then they'll come back for the second quarter, and they will come back into the game with about nine minutes left, eight minutes, sometimes even more depending on the lead. And then they'll do that again at the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. Those are the two breaks that most stars take in the NBA. If you notice, teams with depth bring in a second unit led by a guy that could start. And that's what the Spurs had with Manu Ginobili. And he was selfless enough to just, I'll come in and I'll start to dominate. You can bring me in off the bench and then I will lead this team and I will be your offense when Tim Duncan and Tony Parker are on the bench. And he could distribute, could Manu, and he could penetrate and score on his own, and he could get other guys involved, the Boris Diaz, the Patty Mills, the Gary Neals, those kind of guys. He could get them all involved. And so that's what James Harden was for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Problem was, James Harden had no clutch in him when he got to the NBA Finals, and he ran into LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Udonis Haslam, James Jones, Mike Miller, that crew. And he just faded out of existence. But when James Harden would come in and he was the guy that had the basketball in his hands to open the second quarter, that benefited the Oklahoma City Thunder. This Hampton Fives lineup that Golden State has been known for when they go small, the problem for them has become they have started to become the tertiary secondary guys that stand around and watch a superstar. It's like... Some people will joke and say it's the Bel Air Academy offense. And that's referring to Will Smith in the episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where everybody else not named Will Smith just handed Will the ball because Will was the superstar and every play was just called for Will. And then Carlton got mad at one point, took a shot to try and win it and missed it by about 9,000 feet. That is what you start to see on some of these teams. And I can't believe that that's been the case but there were reports over the past few days that Clay Thompson wasn't happy with the number of looks and the number of touches that he was getting. And I mentioned on Fox Sports Radio yesterday morning in the first hour before the wake-up zone, I said that Clay Thompson does not look happy because Clay Thompson can't get into any rhythm because he doesn't know when he's going to get the ball. And when he does, he almost has to find a way to score because if it goes out of his hands, it might not come back there. Look at the Boston Celtics. And I might rip Kyrie Irving here a little bit later on. I ripped him last night, but he deserves to be ripped I'm not going after him, but I'm going after that performance. And I'm going after that act and that attitude as of late. He thinks he's a leader. He's not a leader. But there is something to be said for a blue-collar Boston Celtics team last year that got within an eyelash of dethroning King James in the East and making it to the NBA Finals. And the ball movement last year was spectacular. You loved watching Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And maybe the biggest one of all was Terry Rozier. Rozier reminded me a lot of Rafer Alston with the Orlando Magic when he carried them along with Dwight Howard to the NBA Finals. And then Jameer Nelson, who had missed all this time 
They Stan Van Gundy made one of the most boneheaded, just ill-timed coaching decisions we've seen in the NBA this century and decided, oh, well, Jameer Nelson's the star. We're going to put him back into the starting lineup, despite the fact he hadn't played it all in the postseason, was banged up going into it. But he's Jameer Nelson. We've got to put him in. Let's not forget the fact, though, that Rafer Alston was playing out of his gourd. He looked ridiculous. Skip to my Lou was, of course, his nickname, what he was doing sort of, you know, on the blacktop and the, I think it was the AM1 mixtapes and things like that. Rafer Alston was running the team and it was running very well behind him. Well, last year, the Celtics didn't have Kyrie because he was hurt and they didn't have Gordon Hayward because he was hurt. This year, they've got them both back. So they're both supposed to be on the floor all of a sudden because they're the superstars. But the team is not better for it. Kyrie Irving doesn't make people better around him. Kyrie Irving cares about Kyrie Irving. Listen to any of his interviews and you'll see that. But the kind of the hallmark of these Golden State Warriors teams was we don't care who gets the credit. It's the whole, it's unimaginable what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit line. The famous quote, I think it might be Teddy Roosevelt. I might have that wrong, but I think it might be Teddy Roosevelt. Harry Truman, Ryan Mudd, history lesson right there. Didn't even go on my, just told me, Harry Truman. It was a president. Ryan, I don't know that we need to go there. I'm just kidding. But they were selfless. Curry got his. Clay got his. Draymond was a facilitator who could score when he had to. Iguodala, just a tremendous number five guy that never got the credit for being the lockdown defender that would shut down the other guy's number one guy when it came down to the postseason. Last night, James Harden disappeared in the fourth quarter. You know why he disappeared? Because Andre Iguodala was there. At his age, still being a thorn in somebody's side. Harden had, what, 12 points in the third quarter? The Warriors, as a team, only had 15. Harden only had one shot, I think, in the fourth quarter because Andre Iguodala locked him down and said, no, 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 no. But the Warriors don't look like they're the same team. They're not passing as well. It's not that crisp, beautiful brand of basketball that we've gotten to know under Steve Kerr and even dating back when Mark Jackson was the coach there because too many guys are standing around waiting for Kevin Durant to do it all because Kevin Durant has the most unblockable shot in all of basketball. And I've laid that case out to you before. His wingspan, the length of his arms, mixed with being legit seven feet tall, when he jumps and shoots threes, no one is going to get to the apex of that shot. The ball will go over their hands. How many times have you ever seen Kevin Durant blocked on a jump shot? Seriously, can you remember one? I'm sure somebody can tweet me at Zone. I'm sure it has happened, but very rarely. There's a reason Kareem Skyhook was basically the greatest shot in the history of basketball. Same reason. You could not get high enough to block it. So when he actually made it perfect, when it became a, a symbol of excellence for him, it was unstoppable. And that's why he is as good as he is from a legacy standpoint. But Steph not in rhythm. And it's not just because his off-shooting hand has that you know dislocated digit. It's because... This team and the offense flowed through Steph. He's the engine that made it go. Kevin Durant doesn't make the engine go. Kevin Durant is a guy that can go out there and get you 40. But I think the record when the Warriors this season had Kevin Durant scoring 40 or more points was not good. It was under 500, if I'm not mistaken. I might be able to find that during the break. But Kevin Durant going out, and now the media and all these people are saying, well, where are they going to get the offense from? How are they going to be able to beat Houston? Houston should be a, a, a huge favorite. The only difference with the Golden State Warriors now 
is that they don't have the bench that they had. And that can be a big deal. But they've still got Steph Curry, and they've still got Klay Thompson, and they've still got Draymond Green, and they've still got Andre Iguodala, and they've still got one of the best bench players in the league that can come in and has just like the dirtiest 10-foot game you've ever seen, Sean Livingston, who makes, I don't know, every shot he takes, it seems like, when it matters. They've still got a lot of talent on that floor. And I said this before, and we'll carry this over, and we'll talk about it again in the second segment. But I will never predict James Harden or Chris Paul to win a series like this or certainly not win a championship until after I've already seen them do it because I've seen them fail too many times. It's not that they can't do it, but they actually have to do it for me to believe that they will do it. 615-737-1045. I want to talk about Durant just a little bit more and what it means. And you know what? And I did not write anything down about this. And there are many times I come in and I don't have any notes in front of me at all. And I don't have any notes about this. But this situation with the Cubs fan. I have thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Stick around for those. Big Six rolls along next here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us on a rainy Thursday. It's going to be a lot of rain this weekend. But that's not altogether bad. So, I'm sitting here thinking about this. You know what, before I do that. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse, dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. I don't have notes in front of me about this. And I'm trying to get all of the information behind this as well. But you may have heard about this story. And I kind of want to make a larger point about this. Tuesday night, Cubs Marlins, third inning. NBC NBC Sports Chicago reporter named Doug Glanville, who is well-known in baseball circles, was doing an in-game report. And on screen, a man in a Cubs hoodie was flashing an upside-down OK symbol. The upside-down OK symbol that you may remember from, or at least I remember from middle school and high school, being part of something called the circle game or the gotcha game, where if you look down into the circle and weren't able to break it with your own finger then the person who had put the symbol out could punch you in the arm. Then they had to wipe that off or you got to punch them back. And it got a little out of control to where people would use both hands to just make a circle and that would be five or ten. Or they'd put it above their head, almost like they were doing a sun in a play when they were, you know, third grade. And that would be 25. Like, and I was a victim of this many times and I was perpetrator of this many times. It was just dumb kid stuff. I also watch Kentucky basketball and a lot of other college basketball, but Kentucky's the one that, look, I've seen, I don't know how many stickers on people's cars that is in Kentucky blue and white of someone holding up the three goggles or the three symbol. And then I've also said, okay, and I've done it sarcastically. I did it last week when I was joking. Today, I was in the middle of a couple of business meetings. And a few times I was throwing up the number three and I throw up the number three 
I always have using the OK symbol. Well, this fan throws up this upside down OK symbol. And I don't know what his motivation was. There are reports now, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, or trying to find something factual, that they've proven that this gesture was offensive in nature and that this guy had some kind of social media account that would back this up. If that's true, then that changes the tenor of this incident at least. But this symbol, and I'm going to tell you something that I'm not sure that you knew because I did not know this until yesterday. This symbol, the OK symbol, the one that you've probably used for I don't know how long in your life, is now a symbol of white supremacy in America and white power. And it has been just commandeered by guys that are, look, repugnant, reprehensible, racist, just terrible people. I didn't know this. And then I, I looked into it to try to figure out why. And if you hold up the, if you hold this gesture up right now in front of you, don't do it if you're in public, please. Or if you can just visualize it, the three fingers that are held up make a W. And then that circle along with the rest of your hand make a P. And so that's supposed to signify white power. And so this gesture was deemed to be racist with Doug Glanville, an African-American, on the screen. And this fan, the Cubs have banned him indefinitely, banned him for life, actually, from Wrigley Field. They were looking for him. They put all this investigation stuff up there. And now there's column after column after column from national people saying that they got this right. And l listen to this from the Chicago Sun-Times. This was a little bit earlier, an editorial from their board. The Cubs did the right thing Wednesday by indefinitely banning a fan who'd made a hand gesture that team officials believe was intended to be seen on TV, quote, in a racist way, unquote. The fan made the gesture on air behind NBC Sports Chicago reporter Doug Glanville, an African-American, during the broadcast of Tuesday's game after against the Marlins. If the intent was to be racist, as it is when the gesture is used by white supremacists, that's intolerable. That said, we were disappointed... Well, okay, he goes into another story there uh, about emails from the deal. Okay, this is what I wanted to get to. We suppose it's possible the unnamed fan was benignly using the symbol to engage in something called the Made You Look Circle game that was featured almost two decades ago in the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. And it's been done, it's not just one 30-minute episode of a TV show that a lot of people have never even seen. Back to the article. But given the context, team officials didn't think so. And then something else I did not know, the New Zealand mosques, the 51 Muslims that were killed in that tragedy, the gesture was used by the racist who stood accused of that. And so then it goes into Trump and it goes into immigration and all that. I'm not going to go any further about that. They finished it by saying the Cubs got it right Wednesday. Let's hope they don't have to do something like this again. Zero tolerance, all of these things. And what I thought about was first, I didn't know this until yesterday. And so as I read further into it, 4chan is some kind of message board system that is used by dregs. A lot of kind of bad people, and it's gotten a bad rap over the last few years. I've never used it. I don't even know exactly what the website is, but it's, it's a forum, basically. And so they decide they want to take this very innocuous gesture 
and turn it into something because they want the media to go crazy over it. And then they're just saying, but it's just an okay symbol so that they can then kind of covertly do racism and also make the media out to be outrageous left-wing crazies and, and all of this stuff. This is a disaster. This whole thing is a disaster. Just today, I told you when I was in these meetings, I held up the number three twice using that symbol, and I immediately thought about it, and I put my hand back down. Because I didn't realize until less than 24 hours ago how this was perceived. The Ringer put up an article yesterday about the alt-right, and the image that they used was that symbol with like a sun and a horizon in the middle of the circle. And so I asked innocuously yesterday on Twitter, I said, when was this more than the circle game? And a lot of people responded. One person said, when guys like Richard Spencer started doing this, and he sends me a photo of Richard Spencer, who is, if there's anybody well-known on the alt-right, he's definitely one of the top guys. And some of the stuff he says makes me want to vomit. Pretty much all the stuff he says makes me want to vomit. And he's in a photo outside of Trump Hotel holding up this symbol. So I'm super conflicted here. But what I was left first off thinking was, how do you know that this fan wasn't doing the gotcha game, the circle game, into the camera for everyone to see? Because as I told you, the symbol is supposed to be right side up because you have to make a W. And you can only make a W by holding it up properly like you're actually saying, okay, this guy had it upside down in the camera. So what did this mean? What was this supposed to mean? And then there's another article. Remember, I went after Nancy R. Moore last week for her saying that GMs that sign guys that have a history of domestic violence, if they do anything again, they should lose draft picks and then not even be able to participate in the draft. And she said some other things that, that didn't make any sense. And she was talking about a utopia. But she basically said, look, this gesture is now offensive. If you don't think it's offensive, that's not your decision to make because you're not a marginalized portion of society. I don't know what to say here, except how do you take a symbol that's been used for decades and centuries to mean one thing? And just because 20 jack wagons or however, I don't know how many people are in the all right. I don't know anybody in the all right. Thank goodness. But just because 20 or 30 people decide that it now means something else. Now it's not okay. I mean, what, what if think about this? What if they also said, you know what also represents white nationalism? Pants. If you wear pants, you're a racist. You believe in what we believe in. The problem here is I didn't know this until yesterday, and I've been flashing that sign normally for the last couple of years, and apparently now it means something that I didn't know that it, that it even meant. And so here's my point, and then we can come back and talk about this. And you've, if you have thoughts, it's wide open. You can... Say whatever you want to say about this at 615-737-1045. Why is it, and this is so sad to me, why is it that that hits and immediately the first response is that guy must be doing the worst possible thing that we could imagine because he would throw that sign on TV? Why are we so negative and so jaded through our eyes that we always view the other man or the other woman with the worst possible motives that they could have. Why don't we actually see positives, possibilities, giving people the benefit of the doubt and the grace before we actually know what's happened? And if this guy is some racist 
dirtbag, and they know more information than I do, and I'm still trying to find the information, then I'm glad that the Cubs did what the Cubs did. But on its face, the outrage police seemed to come out of the woodwork real quick and condemn this guy before we had any idea who he even was. And I just hate the fact that we continue to just label people with the worst thing. It's like you're walking down the street and you see somebody and you immediately think, well, I'm probably about to get robbed by that person. Or maybe that person just wants a hug. Or maybe that person doesn't even recognize that you're on the street with them. Or maybe that person just wants to get home to their family. I hate how negative we've become. And this story is saddening to me. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. We'll be right back. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Big Six rolling right along here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Look, this is a tough thing. It's tough for me to be the one that's trying to talk about it. And I'm trying to find the answers to it. Here are, here's what the Cubs said. Here was their statement. Quote, we reached the conclusion that it's more likely than not that this person was using that hand signal as a racist way of interfering with everyone's enjoyment of the game. That investigation has almost reached its conclusion. Whether this person is going to ultimately say he intended it, that he was playing the circle game or some other stunt, the judgment to use that in connection with a respected reporter who happens to be African-American doing his job. And we love Doug and he does an amazing job for all of us. That connection, that coincidence is not going to fly here. Okay. My problem with that is quote, the judgment to use that in connection with a respected reporter, blah, 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 blah. My problem is I didn't know it was a thing until yesterday. I had no idea. Started as an internet prank, then it was taken actually seriously, and it was actually being taken seriously by white supremacists. And I did find a photo of the Christchurch shooter as he was in custody, flashing that sign intentionally. And it was flashed in the same way that the the Cubs fan did it, where it was upside down. Now I don't know if that's because he had cuffs and he couldn't actually spin his hand to do it the same way that if you look up Richard Spencer, you can find him doing it as well. I just hate the fact that we have come to a place where immediately that guy has to be a racist. It's not possible that he could have been doing anything else. And they don't even care whether or not he tries to excuse it away. And I wish and I can't find it to prove it. But if they've concluded this, maybe they have found stuff on his social media that would indicate that's exactly what he was doing. Because I can tell you if that's what I'd seen him doing, because I didn't see it live, had I seen it live... I would have thought, ah, well, I guess that guy gets to punch me the next time. And I thought that's what he was doing to America because I remember that game growing up. 615-737-1045 is our telephone number. Let's go to Clint. He's in Mount Juliet. He's up first here tonight on the Big Six. Clint, what say you? Well, first of all, thank you, Jason, for what you do. I appreciate you. Um, I've been listening for a little while now and um, just appreciate uh, you sharing your beliefs on on uh, the radio and, and all that you do. So, uh, if you've ever heard the term "don't feed the trolls," mm-hmm. to me, this is an exact example of that. If if they would have just ignored it, then it wouldn't have give, given any credence to what he was doing. If in fact he was trying to do something, he's if that's what he was trying to do, then he's created the exact storm, and they helped him 
that he wanted to do. If they would have ignored it, this would have gone away. Now we know this guy's name. We know who he is. All the people that do believe in this this nonsense are now going out there and looking at it and laughing at it, and and they're going to do the same thing now and try to figure out how they can get on TV to do it. This is exactly why you don't pay attention to it. You You just... go to the next thing and you ignore it and act like, um, you know, who cares? Just go to commercial break. I mean, it, they have, they have actually done the opposite of what they should have done. And that's just, uh, just let it go on without paying any attention to it. Thank you, Clint. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the kind words as well. I think there is something to that. If you give oxygen to something, then you can allow it to breathe or you can kill it off. The problem is we live in an outrage culture. On all sides. And there are people that sit around that have jobs, but spend more of their time scouring everyone's social media. And you know what? And this is going to sound like I'm old. I'm 40. I'm not 80. My kids, I'm going to do everything I possibly can when I'm blessed enough to have children to keep them off of social media entirely. Not just because of their just state of mind and just not even bothering with it because it's so unnecessary. If you actually get off the thing for a couple of weeks, check your life after that two weeks and see what you actually missed. But also because all that you can really do on that, on that stuff is, is harm yourself or build up your pride or build up your own ego and all those things. And I caught myself last night doing it too. I was tweeting a bunch of stuff during the basketball game. And yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to be heard and I was trying to, to say some things because I was certainly opinionated and wanted to get some information out there about Kevin Durant, what I was thinking about what I was watching. That's part of my job. It's a little bit different. But at the same time, I'll tell you what, when I start feeling the, that tinge of pride of like, yeah, look what I'm saying. I'm the man. That's when I try to get off and get the phone out of my hand and move away from that because that's not who I want to be. And our nature pulls you in the opposite direction. They went on the radio today. One of the Chicago Cubs officials went on the radio today in Chicago and said that they've somehow determined the fan was using the gesture with malice. I wish I knew what the specifics of that were. One thing that Clint mentioned in his call, they said, we know who this guy is. I don't think we do. I don't think we ever will. I just, my initial reaction when I saw it was, it was nothing Major, and I heard it on the radio. I heard it during another show that's here on 1045 The Zone early in the morning. It was on my way into work yesterday to, to host for Clay on Outkick, and it was Ben Maller's show, which, which runs in its entirety during the early morning hours, Monday through Friday. And Ben was talking about a gesture made at a baseball game, and I thought immediately it was like a, a true Nazi symbol, like the salute. I thought that's what we were talking about here. And then I heard, no, it's actually the okay symbol. And so I kind of laughed. I was just like, that's a pretty good joke. And I thought that they were just kind of doing a bit. And then I come to find out that it's actually true. If they found what they found, then this guy does deserve to be banned for life. I can tell you that the problem with Clint's idea of just going to commercial break is because of social media, because of 24-7 news, and because of people who want nothing more than chaos and division and evil and anger and envy and all of it. Somebody was going to find it, screenshot it, and it was still going to blow up. 
there's no way to just avoid it and move on because somebody was really happy that that happened. And sadly, somebody was really happy, really happy that that happened that hates the underlying reasons for it. So hopefully we'll find more out about this specific guy. I guess now I just can't make the okay symbol anymore. Which, that's okay. That's fine. But I found myself, I caught myself doing it two or three times today. And I just wonder how many other jokes, how many other things, how many, how many things have they appropriated and decided now this means this that I don't know about. And just the idea that how do you use that? And that's what the Cubs said. And that's what bothered to me about it is they talked about the judgment. They said the judgment to use that in connection with a respected reporter who happens to be an African-American doing his job. The problem with saying the judgment is you have to know what the hell it is first. And I didn't. So you're going to tell me I have bad judgment if I was the one that had done that? I wouldn't because it's juvenile and stupid to do the circle game into the camera. I don't think about the circle game in 2019. But a lot of people still do it. But to say judgment, judgment only matters if you actually know. I didn't know. Did you? Am I telling you this for the first time? Did you know that this gesture had been appropriated by scumbag white nationalists? I didn't. Maybe this fan did. Maybe the Cubs have been able to prove that. But I hate we have reached a place in society where the first reaction is, that guy must be evil. That's a problem, folks. We'll be right back. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Final segment tonight of the Big Six brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. A little curve vial for you. Loading zones off the new record. Renner's Warehouse is dedicated to putting homeowners on the path to financial freedom through rent estate, renting your home without having to do the hard stuff. Renner's Warehouse, the rent estate company. Nancy R. Moore is insufferable, folks. I went to read her column. And again, if this dude is racist, then there's no excuse in that away. But I'm going to read a piece of this. When you're in a position of privilege, and let's be honest, that's a designation reserved mostly for white heterosexual men. First of all, let's be honest. Does that mean you're not honest every other time you're talking? But anyway, you cannot fathom how hurtful and infuriating it is to hear or see something that diminishes you or something that's intended to put you in your rightful place. Take that fan's gesture. People were indignant that the Cubs could have deemed it to be anything but a joke. The fan's opportunity to get a laugh out of his buddies by playing the circle game on television. Never mind that he was an adult, not a 13-year-old kid, or that he just happened to do it behind Glanville. The people who defended the fan can be no more certain of his motives than those who believe he was flashing a white power symbol. What we do know is how it made Glanville feel. That should be the decider. Wait, I mean, should it if the fan didn't know what he was doing? And I agree with your point. The people who defended the fan can be no more certain of his motives than those who believe he was flashing a white power symbol. Amen. That's right. That means you don't know what the hell he was doing either. Maybe you do now. Maybe there's information there that we that I'm still unable to find. I'm looking. I feel like we would know every little possible thing that this dude did to try and, and make sure that the Cubs did this right because the media would be behind it. But you can't tell the people that say that it was innocuous, well, you've got to be wrong because you don't know for a fact it was innocuous. Right. You also don't know it for a fact it was racist. Right, Nancy? That is ridiculous. Jeff in Thompson Station waited patiently through the break. Jeff, what's up? Hey, man. Um, you know, um, I, I agree with you. If he's a racist, 
um, it, he needs to be banned. But every time um, somebody from the NBA or the NCAA, they shoot a three, that symbol comes yes. up. Yes, it and does. I, and I, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I didn't know it was a racist symbol. It's an okay symbol. Or it's a, it's a three symbol for, for shoot the three. Um, had no idea it was a racist symbol. And uh, I'll hang up and listen to you. Jeff, I tweeted out last night for about 10 seconds, and I thought, you know what? Uh, no, there's nothing good that comes out of this. So I, so I deleted it. I said, I guess Andre Iguodala doesn't know what that means either because he flashed it last night right on camera after, guess what? He hit a three. There is a photo that you can find of Colin Kaepernick throwing up that symbol. It was on the internet last night. I don't see Nancy R. Moore writing about that. And I'm not saying that this symbol is now not tainted. And look, if these jerkwads have decided to turn it into this, then okay. But there needs to be a memo sent out to the rest of the country because I sure as heck didn't know it. And that's a problem. Jim and Franklin next. Jim, what's up? Hey, uh, I've seen it. I've showed my boys. I've got two teenage boys. And the teenagers have been using that symbol for a couple of years now. There was... Uh, photo of some kids at a prom that were doing that and end up getting and get suspended for that. I played pro soccer in Europe, and if you held up two fingers asking for two and you used your first two fingers, it's the same as flipping someone off. And when I played in Brazil, if you used the OK symbol, it was the same thing. Every picture you found of me playing, we had to do thumbs up. So it's unfortunate when these things get stolen. But when it's associated with racism, you're doing a great job just educating. Just like I've told my kids, don't use that symbol anymore. It's, it's gone. It's not okay anymore, literally, not to use that as an okay symbol. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, I do. I guess I do need to educate at this point. I mean, I caught myself doing it, and I think it's ridiculous that I have to see it that way now, but I've got to see it that way now. It's 2019, and that, unfortunately, is just kind of the way that it is. And like I said... I don't know whether or not this guy was doing it for that reason. I just hate the fact that the first reaction that most people went to when this happened. Well, when I say most people, I say most people that have a voice online. The social media types and media types, they immediately assumed the worst. And that's where our society has come, is we always assume the worst of everybody else because I guess it makes us feel better. And that's that whole idea again of loving it and finding glee in other people's misfortune that I'm trying to get away from in my own life. And so I didn't immediately jump to this conclusion, but I also didn't know that this was a thing. Rick in Hendersonville next. Rick, what's up? Hey, I'm totally lost on this thing. I'm 65 years old. The okay symbol was the okay symbol. I I didn't know about this circle game. And I didn't know about this racist. Um, Just the other day, I'm trying to shout instructions to a guy, which my voice carries pretty good. And he obviously got the instructions from me. He gives me the okay symbol, and I gave him a thumbs-up symbol. I mean, I, I do work with blacks. And for God's sakes, right now, I'll never you know, use the okay symbol again. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I you got you to be careful. You got the, the problem, Rick, and I got to let you go. So we can get to at least one more call. I'm going to try to get to two, but, 
The problem is you didn't know either, but you could be accused of something in that case because, I don't know, 25 scumbuckets decided to turn it into something. And that's where I'm just like, they turned something totally innocuous into something awful. And that's my example. If they all of a sudden say, hey, if you wear blue jeans, you're down with Hitler. Like, I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, this is that innocuous, or I thought it was. Greg and Barry Hill, what's up? You with me, Greg? Oh, yeah, 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 I am. All I'm right. sorry about that. No problem. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, uh, I'm i not sure if you uh, are familiar with the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. Yes. Okay, they have a, a, a lot of things about this. I, I went to that and I Googled uh, the OK symbol. There's a couple of articles on that that I find very interesting. Um, it, uh, it's, it actually started being trolled by this website called 4chan. Yeah, 4chan. right website. And uh, that's kind of where it all got its start. And uh, there's the, the symbol, and then there's the, the knowing smirk that accompanies it. That's one of the things they call out in a couple of their articles. Yeah, I mean, but, but I had to let you go because we only got a minute, about a minute left. But, I mean, 4chan, I've never been to 4chan before. I don't know anybody that's ever been to 4chan before. I know a lot of people that throw the OK symbol. By the way, Apple, I guess Apple is also racist because there is an OK emoji that you can find right now on your phone. I bet you it's not going to be there for very long. I I just don't know. Like, is anything okay? And I'm not saying it from the okay, from the okay symbol. Is anything okay anymore? I mean, if you are not educated on every little thing that might be offensive to somebody, you could unintentionally ruin your life. And like I said, if this fan is that guy, then he probably deserves to have his reputation ruined, or he definitely does. I just don't know, and I, I wanted to try to think the best of this situation. I hope we talked about this with some nuance. Maybe we'll try it. Maybe we'll get more information tomorrow. We'll send you to Fox Sports Radio tonight. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night.